Our scripture reading is taken from Jonah 1, 1 through 3. Jonah 1, 1 through 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amedi, if I'm pronouncing that right, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Nathan, both of it is all yours. Well, good morning and happy Sabbath. I am so happy to be back here. I was Last time I was here, I was ranting and raving to my husband about how friendly you guys are and just I love just everything about this church. So I'm happy that he's with me here today and that we're here um, together with you guys. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about running from the Lord, running away from open doors that the Lord has left for you. Um, and it is once again something that I struggle deeply with. And once again, I will not hold you guys very long. And uh, the reason why is I don't hold you guys long in a sermon is because ironically, my husband was actually reading an Ellen G. White book this week, and for whatever reason, it's not coming to my mind. Do you remember the name? that you? Okay, speeches and uh, songs and voices, and it was basically talking about speaking and anything that kind of has to do with it, and she actually said that long sermons and long speeches and talking is actually taxing to the listeners and to your own physical body. And so in light of this knowledge, I tried to keep my messages a little short. If anybody was ever wondering why I don't speak very long. But before we begin, let's have a moment for prayer to prepare our minds and our hearts. Lord, we, we thank you for allowing us all to gather here this morning. It's something that I think we, we take for granted, and we thank you for your word. We thank you for allowing us to have the freedom to read your word and to worship you, Lord. I ask you to please prepare our hearts, our minds, and allow us to be open to the message that you will be delivering this morning. Please remove me out of the picture completely, Lord, so that you will shine through. In Jesus' name, amen. Sometimes, or many times, we tend to stand in our own way. We see an open door, but we refuse to walk through it. We see the path laid out in front of us, but we venture off to the left quite often, more often than we probably want to. I know for me, I tend to do this all the time. I'm the type of person who gets super excited and motivated and determined whenever I get a new idea in my head or I feel a conviction in my heart. If I feel a new novel coming on as I'm a writer, I jump on it. I write, I write, I formulate my characters, I think about the plot and the plot twists, and then, like you all know from my last message, I lose the momentum and I stop. I veer from the path laid out in front of me. My excitement and my determination only lasts a few days or a week or two at best. Take, for instance, my diet. 
I have been an on-again, off-again, plant-based girl for almost five years now. The longest I have gone without meat is just two years, but I was eating quite a bit of dairy throughout those couple of years. However, I have been back and forth with this plant-based diet for many years, and it usually depends upon what I've read or been influenced by. If I read anything LNG White, the next day I'm, I'm back on the plant-based bandwagon. If I watch a documentary like Forks Over Knives or read or hear anything about how incredible this God-based diet is, my motivation is back. I go out, I buy all the best-looking produce and oats and beans and fruits, and I chow down for a couple of days. And then the mac and cheese and the chicken nuggets find itself sneaking back in. And the bad thing is about that, I'm lactose intolerant as well. But you see, it's not that I don't want to be plant-based. I really and truly want to be. I know the benefits the Lord has for that diet, and I want to respect my body as his temple. But I continue to veer off the path. I continue to close the doors the Lord has opened, or another way to put it, I enter the door the Lord has opened, but then I find hidden drawers or, or trap doors in the floor that the devil has placed, and I enter them and leave placing myself on a completely different path or through a different door. Many people have these struggles, and it could be with a number of different things. It could be the music that we listen to, the things that we watch on TV, the things that we entertain at work, like in conversations. It could be our wandering eyes or the devious thoughts that enter our brain and we entertain. We know the path the Lord has asked us to take. And if we're honest with ourselves, that really is true. We know what the Lord is asking us to do. Or as Proverbs 16 verse 9 says, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. So do you have any doors that the Lord has opened for you that you have closed? Have you felt the gentle pull to do something, but you do all you can to avoid its tugging? We see this clearly in the story of Jonah in the Bible. Right in the beginning of that book, we have so much action that is taking place. And let's take a moment to reread it um, back in Jonah 1, 1 through 3. And it reads, The word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah ran away from the Lord and headed for Tarshish. He went down to Joppa, where he found a ship bound for that port. After paying the fare, he went abroad and aboard and sailed for Tarshish to flee from the Lord. So not only did Jonah run away, he literally ran in the opposite direction. If we look at a map, Nineveh is very far east, whereas Tarshish is very far west. It's like here in this church. God told me to go through those double doors, go onto the street, but instead I choose this back door and go my own path. It was literally the complete opposite. Jonah wanted to be as far from Nineveh as possible. Not only that, he even spent money to flee from God's command. He purchased his fare to board the ship to flee. The same money that the Lord blessed him with, because all of our money and all of our blessings is from the Lord, he used to disobey and to run away. We all know what happens next to He boards the ship, God sends a violent storm, and Jonah gets tossed overboard, and then a whale swallows him. But there are a couple of verses that I don't want to skip over, and we will find them in chapter 1, verses 4 through 6, which read, Then the Lord sent a great wind on the sea, 
and such a violent storm rose that the ship threatened to break up. All the sailors were afraid, and each cried out to his own God, and they threw the cargo into the sea to lighten the ship. But Jonah had gone below deck, where he lay down and fell into a deep sleep. The captain went to him and said, How can you sleep? Get up and call on your God. Maybe he will take notice of us that we will not perish. It's here in these verses we have an almost direct parallel to Jesus. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 and 25, it reads, Then he got into the boat, and his disciples followed him. Suddenly a furious storm came upon up on the lake, so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. And I don't know if any of you have ever tried to sleep on a boat, and a traveling boat without a storm is quite difficult to try and sleep on. So to intentionally go take a nap in the middle of a violent storm on open water is quite the task to do. They say that Jonah didn't maybe have much faith as he fled from, the, uh, from God's call. But to sleep like that in the middle of a storm, he either didn't really care about his life or he trusted God a lot. Both stories in the Bible paint a different picture of the word faith. When Christ awoke at the screams and pleas of his disciples, he responded by saying, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Jesus slept peacefully, knowing that if the Lord gave him this call, he will always provide. Jesus knew his mission had started, and he knew this moment on this ship was not the end. However, with Jonah's parallel to Christ in this similar scenario, it's looked at a bit differently. Instead of having faith in the Lord to journey to Nineveh, he lacked faith and fled to Tarshish. It was on this flea that his faith was required. If Jonah didn't have any faith at all, I can guarantee he wouldn't have fell asleep amidst the storm, just like Jesus. But so what does all of this go to show? Fear can get us to do things we never thought possible. The door the Lord might have opened for you seems terrifying. It might seem unlikely or even impossible. We might be afraid to take the first step and enter that open doorway. For me, I am someone who loves cleaning and organizing, and this is not something I always enjoyed, and trust me, my husband can be a testament to that, but for whatever reason, I really love it now. I love seeing a space transformed and organized and spotless, everything where it needs to be. So last year, I started my own cleaning and organizing business. I really felt that the Lord wanted to use me in this way. So I started looking around for clients, but it posed to be much more work owning my own business than I thought it would be, which I should have known uh, looking at the loads of work my husband has to do all week. But Instead of buckling down to get things done and fill my schedule with clients to be able to help them, I backed out. I slowly started creeping away, terrified of the workload in front of me. So I went to what was safe in my head, a nanny job. I had been a nanny for over 10 years and I knew I could get a job, so I went looking for that instead. Now, although my heart wasn't in that work anymore, I had felt the Lord calling me to do something else, but I kept pushing for that nanny door to open again. 
it took weeks for me to finally get responses back, which is odd because in the past, within a couple of days, I would have multiple offers to choose from. But I kept nudging and I kept pushing, wanting this door to open. So after a month or so, God finally gave me what I wanted. I started the job, and on the first day, I knew this was wrong. I knew I didn't want to be a nanny anymore, and this is not what the Lord was calling me to do. I knew I wanted to pursue all the other options the Lord had already opened for me for so long. My cleaning and organizing business, my freelance editing, and not to mention my poor, abandoned Christian blog that was doing very, very well before I backed off from that too. It turns out I'm terrified of hard work. I'm terrified of all the doors the Lord opened for me because none of them were a peaceful walk in the park. They all posed their own violent storms that I had to have faith and endure through. They all required me to do much more work than I am used to, and they all required me to dedicate lots of time and energy and effort. So, like Jonah, out of fear, I ran, and I continue to run on most days. There might be something you feel called to do, but fear holds you back. You might have an emotional hurdle to jump over before you can fully let yourself open that door and walk through. And you might have some laziness that you might need to overcome, like me. It took me starting yet again another nanny job for quick, easy money to realize I am so done with nannying, and the Lord has been trying to show me that for a while now. But realizing this doesn't solve the problem. The solution is to board another ship headed for Nineveh. Unboard, place your feet in Nineveh soil, and begin the work set out before you. Walk through that open door. And it might be scary, and even foreign for you to take that first step. You might want to turn back and hightail it out. But you need to find a way to stand course. You need to find a way to buckle down and keep taking one step forward. Sometimes I like to visualize walking through the door the Lord has opened as you open the door and all you see is a very dark hallway. It doesn't mean that this is something bad. It just means it's unfamiliar territory. All the Lord wants us to do is to keep moving forward through the darkness. Eventually our eyes will get used to the dark and adjust so we can see a bit better. And the more comfortable we get, the more we'll be able to see. And eventually, as we keep walking, the entire room will light up and we will see everything. And to me, that room filled with light is the embarkment of the Lord's work he has called you to do. That dark hallway shows us all of our fears, all of our trauma or our weaknesses. It shows us all the sticky stuff that we need to push past in order to reach the mountaintop full of hope and grace and love. And it will take a lot of work. It'll take a lot of perseverance. It will take some tears, maybe, and even some late nights and some super early mornings. But when you decide to finally walk through that door, board that ship to Nineveh, and plant your feet in God's work and stay the course, you will be wishing you started earlier. You see, Jonah added a lot more problems and stress to his life running from the Lord in the door that the Lord opened for him. He had to 
pay extra money he probably wasn't going to spend initially. And, and if, if any of you are like budget like people, like my husband and I, these unexpected spendings really throw things out of whack. But he also had to endure a storm, get yelled at by other shipmates, get thrown overboard into a violent sea, and then live inside a whale for three days. Now that sounds more stressful than just going to Nineveh. But we then must ask ourselves, how much added turmoil did we add to our life when we avoid the Lord's call? When we decide to run to Tarshish instead? We are all guilty of it. The amount of times that I've ended up in Tarshish is astronomical, but it happened. And there is no need to spend time on the things of the past. I only, the only thing I should be focusing on now is the Lord. In walking through the open doors, the Lord is just begging me and pleading with me to go through. I need to be, and you need to be like Samuel. When the Lord calls your name, stay put and just simply reply, yes, here I am. Romans 8.28 says this, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. If we trust that the Lord has a purpose for us, which he does, and we trust that we are called according to his purpose, we must have the faith that all will, together, all will come together for our good and the Lord's good. Psalms 37 verse 5 reads, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will act. God is a God of action and a God of his word. If he is calling you to do something or calling you back to a work you've abandoned, he will bring to fruition all that needs to be. The fears we have, we must expel on the promises that the Lord gives us. We must set ourselves on fire for the Lord, eager to work, eager to dedicate ourselves to him and his calling for us. We need to be eager to get things done. All the laziness and the fears and the emotional deterrence that keep us from walking through those open doors, we must lay at the feet of the cross and let them die and be healed in Christ. We do not have a weak God. We have a mighty, triumphant God who has the victory and the strength to care for all of our needs and heal us of all of our worries and concerns and pain. So whatever is keeping you from walking through that door, leave it at the cross right here, right now, on this Sabbath day. And I will close with this verse from 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And I pray that we all hear those words our heart longs to hear. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we want to thank you for the message today. We want to thank you for Megan and the words that she brought. And we want to thank you for all that you do for us. And Lord, we pray that we will not be like Jonah. Then we are giving a task that we will go forth. When you open a door that we will go through and rely on you, that whatever happens behind that door, we know that you will take care of us. So lead us through this day, and Lord, bring us through another week, and we look forward to uh, again returning next Sabbath. Thank you for your love and care. In Jesus' name, amen.